I've already okay. opened my seltzer. Hi. Oh. Hi. Yeah. All right. I'm I don't get to do ASMR. I'm going to open it right into my microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will, you might have noticed my mic looks a little bit different today. Um, I didn't. Sorry. Oh, did you get a... Did you get a... I got a pop filter. Yeah. So hopefully now I can breathe on it and it won't act so weird. Because last episode, I don't know, you might have noticed, you might not have... Everything was sounding weird. They're called like plosives or something. Um... Yeah. But anyways, now I have a pop filter. Well, yeah, so that's fun. you're you're closer and you don't sound like extremely loud. So that's oh, good. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm not actually closer. It's just um, the pop filter like extends the mic a little bit just because it's so um, thick. Cool. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Oh, we All ran. Right. We had the. I wouldn't say the worst day of school because it it wasn't the worst day of school because we got to be inside and it wasn't so cold, but yeah. it was not great. It was not because we had a three and a half hour Molly Wen Zoom, which was so boring. one ten minute break. One Nothing ten else. minute break. Yeah. God. So horrible. Uh, luckily, it was just us two in the room, so we could take our masks off. That was one good thing we were um by the way we were like more than six feet apart and yeah. the wind the door was open so there was plenty of air circulation yeah it was very safe don't worry yeah uh, i don't think nice. they're that concerned with their health <laughs> um yeah all right we communicated by rattling the change in our pockets we did and yeah because of the gang we started courtney loves <laughs> change gang it, it's the, the gang Will started. I started a different gang, Maggie Thatcher's Eraser Chasers. Yes, Maggie Thatcher's and Maggie Gyllenhaal's Eraser Chasers. Well, if Maggie Gyllenhaal's going to be the na- in the name, then Luke Wilson has to be in your name. Sorry. Fine. Okay, fine. Fine. She'll be like a little extra. She's, yeah. the, she's the kind of less popular spokesperson. <laughs> <laughs> but Courtney Loves Chang Chang, which was the original celebrity attack gang um (laughs) is essentially we throw change at you if you're in an alleyway um and we're there and then courtney love comes up and puts her cigarette out on your face um i've really thought this through and if you hear the sound of rattling quarters in the alleyway you dead but yeah. I'm their publicist, so I'm yes. supposed to get the word out about and Courtney I'm the Love's publicist change gang. for uh, Maggie Thatcher's Eraser Chasers. Chasers. Side note: um, Maggie John falls in there too. Yeah, and Luke Wilson is in yours. Yes, I know Luke Wilson. Everybody. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god, my back. Yeah, we sat in chairs all day. It wasn't fun. Yeah, and they you... weren't even, like, nice chairs. They were plastic folding chairs. I know. We had to carry them up flights of stairs. One flight of stairs, really. Yeah, about. it was Twice. Twice. Maybe even three times. Yeah, because we took them up, and then we brought them down, and then we took them up, and then we brought them down. So, four yeah. times. How about that? Four times. We struggle. We struggle. This is, <laughs> this is the problems that the world should be focusing on. <laughs> I put um, a couple of post-it notes on my walls, not my walls, just one wall, um, with the list of segments and the list of sketches that we're doing today. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about my new approach to life. I think this is really going to change things for me. I think I'm moving in the right direction, finally. 
<laughs> Finally. It's three post-it notes. Yes. But in all serious, our day, all seriousness, our day was not that good. But it felt amazing to be done with the Zoom. And now we're back yeah. on another Zoom. Sort of. We are, but this is a much more fun Zoom. Because yeah, we is. know everyone here and we don't have to like mute or talk or put or in a virtual background that are... UN. Or put in a virtual background that our computers are way too ancient to use. So. Yeah, our computers aren't actually ancient, but we just refuse to update anything. Well, I don't, I don't refuse to update anything. My parents put a lock on that says I can't update it, hmm. which was weird. Why would they do that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just automatically doesn't do, you can't do updates. Yeah. Because they like automatically won't let you buy things. Yeah, but the won't let me buy things is on my phone. I don't know. Mm. It's a very complicated system. They set it up so that they could put a time limit on it when I first got my computer, but now that time limit's gone. Yeah. So, mm. Oh, God, I don't know why I keep doing this. I keep going like this. Keep lifting my hands up and shaking them in, victor- in victory. <laughs> Invictus. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God, my back. Anyway, we should get to it. We should. So, okay. hi, I'm Susanna. I'm Will. And this and is... this is... Zanna and Billion. A podcast about television. Theme song. Theme song. <laughs> we got the intro right. We did. We got we the got intro it. right. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. <sighs> Um, as you can tell by the intro, we didn't have such a great day, so excuse us if we're extremely tired. Yeah, I'm not so tired. I'm more just fatigued. Yeah. But I'm ready to do this. Um, Me too. We got our seltzers. And what is this week's episode, Susanna? It is the first time John Mulaney hosted SNL. Yes. I don't know if it was the best pick. We sort of picked it on impulse because Jack yeah. White was the musical guest and there was Diner Lobster. Um, yeah. I won't say we picked it because Jack White's the musical guest because this wasn't his best one. His best one was the most recent John Mulaney. I think we picked hold it because... I think I might have done best. something very wrong. Oh, God. I left Diner Lobster out of my sketch list. <gasps> Stop the press! I have to go Stop. watch. Stop. Okay, yes. I just have to skim for a moment. What is it after? It is after the Wild Wild Country. Yes. So let me grab my pen. Um, I have all them written down too, except not on a post-it. Very amateur of me. What's the cold open again? I didn't write that down. That was dumb of me. It's the one with like whoever and whatever. Uh, we will get to the summary right about now. No, no. Um, so I'll do the cold open, you'll do the monologue, and so on. Okay, yeah, on and off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, well, in the cold open, uh, Jeff Sessions. Always nice to see some Jeff Sessions. Not in real life, Kate McKinnon's Jeff Sessions. We hate Jeff Sessions. Honestly, I don't really remember him. Whatever. Anyways, Jeff Sessions and uh, Mike Pence are talking about the Mueller investigation Michael Cohen comes in and is like, and talks about how the FBI raided his house, which happened that week or whatever. Um, and then he uh, gets a lie detector test from 
uh, Robert Mueller, who's really just Robert Rob- De Niro. Did you forget Rob Robert De, Niro? De Niro's name? What? No, I just got tongue-tied, because does anyone call him Robert De Niro? Yeah, that's what people really? call him. People mostly just call him De Niro, though, right? Or Rob De Niro? Is this a different no person? Ca- hey, no one calls, no one calls him, him Rob. Rob De Niro. No. I know. <laughs> and I'd say... I'd Do they say... call him Bert De Niro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say if you aren't a diehard Robert De Niro fan, call him Robert De Niro instead of De Niro. Okay, are you a die I'm not hard? a diehard Robert fan. Robert De Niro. <laughs> I just okay. said Robert. She's just gonna be messing up his name for the whole episode. <laughs> okay, uh, monologue. Monologue. In this monologue, John Mulaney, first time, he talked about how this is his first time. He talked about waving to ships. He talked about old days. I want to give him that, by the way. I want the I want the I want the gif of him waving to the ships. Oh yes. <laughs> And uh, he talked about building gazebos in the Civil War. He talked about getting grumpy, getting old. Um, how every night is tonight, and the, the tonight is the only night in pop songs. <laughs> and he talked about really creative stuff, and it's kind of hard to do a summary of the monologue because nothing really is like tied to anything nothing's really relevant to any <laughs> he talked about sir patrick stewart he did he talked about sir patrick stewart and salt he did, and pepper he did that bit in um a in his uh radio city stand-up special which is a great stand-up special by the way i've seen it like five times never gets old okay and he must and yeah he he was so funny and no wonder they let him back and on to you for drag brunch drag brunch yes so um a couple of friends attend a drag brunch uh which is exactly what it sounds like um if you are familiar with the term drag uh which i just hope you are considering you're listening to a podcast by two teenagers but um so their waitress uh, just sort of casually insults all of them. And then when uh, they get to, when the waitress gets to one of them, um, the insults get very dark and very personal and very serious. And it's slowly revealed that the waitress worked for the guy on Wall Street and the guy is like the Dyson vacuum guy's godson and was really abusive to the waitress and it's not like serious like it sounds kind of serious but it's not it's just really funny um anyway yeah next is school walkout um this is a touchy subject for us not because of the gun violence but because we don't really talk about sexual stuff (laughs) and um so i'm just gonna do a highlight um, basically, there's a school walkout against gun violence, and um, John Mulaney has a situation, and he learns some stuff about himself, and he he can't walk out, and it keeps getting worse, but eventually it just stops, and they walk out, but... <laughs> He's very funny along the way, and there are a lot of uh, very funny characters in the cu- in the classroom there are. too. <laughs> For instance, the Swedish foreign exchange student, and the um, 
and the um <laughs> the guy who uh, his dad took him out hunting <laughs> and said, and the first word I said two years after that was guns. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so funny. Um, that was. Next is Wild Wild Country for y'all. Yes, yeah, so you, that was. Else here. <laughs> um. <laughs> That was a parody of a Netflix show called Wild Wild Country um, about the Rajneeshis, who I tried to research, but I mean, I'll get to them in my research segment. I didn't just write anything down about them. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's about a cult and what happened. And then there's this one guy who was there for less spiritual reasons, um, played by Kenan Thompson, and it's... I, it's mostly about him. I don't know how... I, it wasn't a great sketch. I don't think he was featured prominently enough to, like... It made sense that he was really the um, joke of it. Anyways. Uh, Nassim Pedrard is in that one, which is great. I yes. love her. She left, like, a season or two before. Um, Dino Lobster. Oh, Dino Lobster. I really got a great, a great one. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um... Oh, there you are. Sorry, I just accidentally clicked on a new tab, and I went to Zoom, because I keep forgetting that we're not on Zoom. Anyway, Dying Lobster. So, uh, Chris Red and Pete Davidson go to a, lo- go to a diner, and Chris Red orders um, <laughs> something. I don't remember what he orders. Lobster! Oh, wait, no, Chris Red no. orders uh, grilled cheese or something. Yeah. I know, I've seen that sketch so many times, but I never remember. <laughs> and Pete Davidson orders a lobster, which is not a smart choice if you're at a diner, just so y'all know. <laughs> um, and he, and then they break out into song because they don't want the lobster to leave. Very and important that you mention it's Les Mis yes, song. Yes, I know, I was getting to it. I was getting to it. You gotta let me do my summary. And that the lobster is wearing a lame-is thing. Sorry. I, I just... Uh, go. Okay, yes, okay. they were doing lame-is. I did my research. And... And they break out into songs saying how they don't want the lobsters to leave. And Chris Red gets very judgmental. Because <laughs> he wonders why Pete Davidson ordered a lobster in a diner. And they do Les Mis, and Kate McKinnon is, um, who's Closet! Sorry. Closet, which is a parody on Cosette and Brilliant. Yeah, who played her? Who? Kate McKinnon? No, no. Uh, who played oh, her Oh, you mean same? who plays Cosette? Yeah. Um, well, lots of people. Um, in my favorite edition of Les yeah, Mis, the stage concert, it's, wait, sorry, what were you asking me? Never mind, I just, I know your favorite Amanda one. Seyfried plays her in the movie. Yeah, I know, but I know your favorite edition of Late Mids. I was just wondering if you knew who played her in that one. Uh, Carrie Hope Fletcher. Cool. And Kate McKinnon's very funny in that. And so is Kate Thompson, so is everybody. And they form a barricade, and they have very good set design for a diner. <laughs> and it's a very funny sketch. Such a funny sketch. Okay, do we do musical things? Uh, yes, uh, they're in my thing, so I guess we okay. could do musical things. Okay. Um, yeah, alright, well, 
I'm the wrong person to be recapping the musical I can, things, I can that's do for the, sure. I can do both no. musical things, and you can do all of Weekend Update. Sure, yeah, do it. Okay. So, Jack White, first performance. Over and over and over. That's the name of the song. It's off his third solo album, Boarding House Reach. And, as you can tell, because this was released in, like, 2018 or 19. Wait, was that... What's the album or whatever? I'm getting caught up in specifics. But um his it's not the better performance of the show. The other one is Connected by Love, which is a much better performance. And but regardless, it's still really good. His guitar tone isn't great, but I still really like his guitar. And everyone's a really talented musician and that. But I'm pretty sure the backup singers Mike, some of them like failed halfway through whatever anyway it was still really good and i still admire him beyond anything all right your turn all right um weekend update um was well weekend update was weekend update uh colin jost and michael che were anchoring at the time they still are um okay so they talk about Sorry, I only watch this once, so I'm just trying to rack my brain for it. Uh, they talk about uh, the FBI raiding Trump's lawyer Michael Cohen's house. I'm sorry, this is just so long ago and so much has happened since it's, okay. I, it's just hard to remember the Mueller investigation at this point. Um, and uh, so they have some jokes. They talk about some stuff. And then there are the guests, one of whom is Kate McKinnon's Laura Ingraham, <laughs> which was really funny, uh, and her new sponsors, yes, including Your Pillow and Cream Soda and Carl Senior. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of I lump that together within um, that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler sketch Dope Squad, where oh. they talk about they're hanging with Robert Downey Senior. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's just a random old guy. Anyways, uh, then the other sketch is, I don't remember his name. I'm very sorry, I don't. It's like some basketball guy's dad. Oh, LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball, yes. And he was a recurring character on Update at the time. And I have some stuff to say about him. And the son is called Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his long-lost Mexican son, La Biblioteca. (laughs) La Biblioteca Ball. Can I just talk about that character right now, just yes. very briefly? So, Keenan Thompson is always really great on Update, uh, from the early days of, like, Jean Cajon and up to LeVar Ball, and I, I don't know if he has any recurring characters now, but it's just really great, um, and I think this is a very funny character. I don't get it, because I don't follow basketball, um, but it's just really funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's Weekend Update. That is uh, he has a shoe update. that he cooked an egg on, you know. Yes. Uh, next is Switcheroo. <laughs> um, so there is a talk show, or somewhat of a talk show, and, um, they're doing an interview on, um... Oh, yeah, on reboots of old television shows. 
And um, they list all these television shows that are being rebooted, but they do an interview with the creator and writer of, of a less known show that's also being rebooted. <laughs> Why do I keep saying rebooted? Uh, rebooted. <laughs> uh, called Switcheroo, in which I... <laughs> yes. <laughs> In which a father and a son switch bodies because a witch curses them. <laughs> and in in traditional sitcom format would focus on the uh, the dad trying to like get make the football team or the um, son working as dad's office as an astronaut. <laughs> But it specifically focused on the sexual ramifications between the mom and the um, dad, which is actually the son. <laughs> and um, they talk about the wild non-success of the show and how for the reboot they're having to um, shoot in Haiti. Actually, they had to shoot in Haiti. Now they're in... Where are they? Um, um, G- New Guinea or Guiana? I don't really I think remember. it's Guiana. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, John Mulaney is really funny in it. But anyway. Um, horn removal. So horn removal. A guy, Luke Knoll. It was weird. Luke Knoll was really prominent in this episode. Yeah, I know. Um, not really prominent. He had a wedding toast, which was cut in this one. And then he was... A backup in Lobster Diner, um, but he was a one he was a one season player. He was fired at the end of the season, mm-hmm. and he was hired at the beginning of it. So I don't know. I thought he was kind of cool. His main asset seemed to be that he could sing, though. So yeah, I'm looking him up now. I don't think he made it. No, he sorry, Luke Knoll. <laughs> Anyways, but. so this guy has horn implants and. Um, he goes to see a doctor about having them removed, um, and then he brings in his girlfriend, who is not really (laughs) on board. No. Um, and it just devolves into, like, just them basically listing random, horrible body modifications (laughs) in weird voices. Um, it's, it's a great sketch. It really is. Um... I think this uh, episode really highlighted John Mulaney's ability to play the straight man. So, uh, with this and Wedding Toast, which again was cut, but we're still going to recap it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, you want to do Connected by Love? Uh, I do want to do Connected by Love. Um, and I just looked up his net worth, and the f- first one said $3 million, which I highly doubt is true. Sorry, Luke Nall, I don't think you're that rich. But, um, Jack White too. I would first like to point out that he is using St. Vincent's signature guitar, which, yes, he is. Yes. It's really tiny. That's really cool. Because she's a small person and she specifically made it for smaller people and he's kind of large, so it looks It was a very small guitar. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not a child's guitar, um, but he crushed it. This is much better because... I think the sound mixing, the audio mixing was much better, and the band kind of got their shit together, and yeah, 
Um, oh, all right. We are going to have to put the explicit on this yeah, one for we are. real. I'm excited. Um, but they got, they got their, they got the mics fixed, and the drummer was also amazing, which is always true. That drummer is really cool. Don't know her name, but, um, and everyone was really good. It was just really good, and he was really great. He crushed it. He was so emotional, and he was so great. Yeah, was he crying at the end? Uh, I feel like he was just really passionate. He may not have been crying, but looked like he was about to. Yeah. But I liked his whole three microphone setup. Me too, because cool. he has this whole thing with the number three. I'll, I can send you a video about it, even though you won't watch it. <laughs> sure, I'll watch it. Okay. Alright. Um, real intros of reality hills. I do want to say first that I have an emotional connection to this sketch. Yes, as do I. Because about a year and a half ago, Will showed me this in... Will showed me in Audrey. Yes. This in a dark alleyway... It, we call it a dark alleyway. It was a well-lit stairwell. Yeah. Um, With carpeting. At, it wasn't like in <laughs> parking garage. Yeah. In our uh, hippie town's excuse for a mall. It's not a mall. It's a marketplace. Yeah. Anyways, there's like this one stairwell that no one ever uses because it goes up to the yoga studio and it's kind of an unpopular yoga studio. Anyways, so we would stand in there and watch SNL sketches. And this is one that he showed us. Before, like, I was even into SNL, so it was... And he did this, and then I remember we were in this other shop that sold, like, discount sunglasses, among many other things, and you would put on all those sunglasses and do fake intros. Do you still have the sunglasses you bought that day? I do! Let me get them. Real quick. Well, while Will gets the sunglasses, I'll basically recap. It's a fake Bravo show that's just the intros of all the other reality TV shows. Um... Sorry, I don't know if you heard that. Will just sent me the video about Jack White's obsession with the number three. Yes, this might take a little while because then they're like in a pile of clothes. But all right, well, I'll be back I'll, in a minute. You, I'll you stretch can, it out. Yeah. I, I can do re- wedding toast. Uh, yeah, you probably know it better than me. You have more of an right. emotional connection. <laughs> um. Anyways, so it's a fake Bravo show and. Um, they do that, uh, they, it's, like, just the intros, and then, like, two seconds of drama, and it's really funny, um, and so after that, it's not after that chronologically, but there's this sketch called Wedding Toast that was cut, but later released online, and it's so funny, and the entire setup is, they're all unnamed, but, um, John Mulaney and Cecily Strong are getting married, or their characters, and then Luke Knoll, who's the best man, um, comes up and starts singing this song that is apparently a real song. I didn't think it was a real song, but then my mom looked it up last night, and it is apparently a real song. I don't remember who it's by, but she's apparently familiar. Maybe it's like it's like the Dead Burrito Posse or something. Um, the people are gonna might get mad at me for not remembering it. Whatever, I don't care. Um, it's called At the Dark End of the Street or something, and they sing it, and it's it. it it's slowly revealed that um, the best man and Cecily Strong. <laughs> Can you not find the sunglasses? Oh, Christ. Can't find it. It's okay if you can't find them. I can't. And I just. I, 
spilled clothes everywhere and screwed up my oh, clean I'm room. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, anyways, so it's slowly revealed that the best man and the bride have been sleeping together. And Jack White. And Jack White. Uh, Jack White comes on with his golden guitar and plays and... <laughs> I think the funniest part of the sketch is definitely um, John Mulaney's, like, interjections. Yeah. Uh, I dropped a pen. Um, he's just like, Jack who White. is we? Who is we? And then he's slowly like, oh, this is kind of cool, actually. Jack White played at my wedding. Oh, it's so funny. It's so it's funny. It's so funny. All right. Anyway, is that... Uh, that's the summary. Okay. Well, that took a while. Uh, Sorry. Oh, n- no, I wasn't. I mean, we both did it. True. Oh, yeah, it did take a while. It wow. wasn't really a, uh, like, I wasn't really complaining. I liked it. But anyway, next is Deep Dives for you. Yeah. We, we Googled, Googled this so you didn't, so have, you didn't to. have to. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I got a lot of these. Actually, I don't really got a lot of these. Anyways. Um, alright, so, I just wanted to do some overall stuff, um, the cast for this, uh, episode, just in case you were wondering, because the cast keeps changing on the show, in case you haven't noticed, um, the repertory players are Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, A.D. Bryant, Michael Chang, Colin Jost, who are just the uh, Weekend Update anchors, Keenan Thompson, Leslie Jones, Kyle Mooney, Beck Bennett, Pete and Pete Davidson, and the featured players are Mikey Day, Alex Moffat, Melissa Villasenor, Heidi Gardner, Luke Null, and Chris Red. And this is the 847th overall episode. Is is Chris Red still on? I think he is, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, almost all I think the only people who have left the cast in this one. The only person who has left the ca- the only two people who have left the cast in this episode are Leslie Jones and Luke Knoll. She left? Leslie? Yeah, last year. Or two years ago. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What? I'm not lying to you about this. You Why are? would I? I, do- I can't believe that. Yeah. And mm. now she live tweets and is still very famous. My mom knows who she is, which is yeah. a higher achievement than anyone else in the SNL cast, so... <laughs> That's All right. Now. Um. Oh whatever. So I uh okay. Um. I don't have a ton of these like at all. Uh, I looked up lo- diners near me. I'm not going to mention them just because um privacy. Um, and to see if they serve lobster. I didn't get a ton of results. Um, one of the diners mentions a lobster salad roll in like an introductory in in an introductory paragraph. But it's never actually shown in the menu. <laughs> and one, which I suspect is less of a diner and more of a like a upscale restaurant, uh, has a lobster ravioli served in a creamy vodka sauce, which yeah, is probably not a diner. Yeah. Oh, no. Google Maps is bad diner recommendations. <laughs> how would we? How how do you think a diner would do that? Maybe some leftover microwaved ravioli. Throw some lobster on there. Throw some and just that. pour vodka in there. <laughs> yeah, and mix up the lobster butter that you get with the lobster with vodka, and it's <laughs> lobster sauce. Yeah. And a uh, splash okay, of I looked up Topanga and Boy Meets World. 
Um, so she was a major character on Boy Meets World, eventually married the protagonist, the boy in question. Um, and she was like the mom and the spinoff, whatever. I don't care about Boy Meets World. Girl Meets World? Yeah. Oh, the spinoff? Yeah. Oh, wow. Danielle Fisher. Oh, yeah, no, like, Fischel. Fischel, mm. yeah. Um, so her character was originally just a vehicle for making fun of hippies. Uh, she mentioned in the first season that she has a sister named Nebula Stop the War Lawrence. <laughs> um, but she was never mentioned again, and it's like a continuity issue. <laughs> and you know what? I am jealous a little because she seems like a really cool person. Danielle Fischel. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just looked up Danielle Fischel net worth. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with doing this. But the first thing that came up was Danielle Fischel neck tattoo. <laughs> Looking it up. All right. Well, anyways, she's only been married once and never divorced. She has like two sons and she's a Democrat. Hell so, yeah. Dear Lord, um, here are some deep dives that I didn't that didn't really end up going anywhere, but I did them, so I, I didn't write them down. But um, um, the Rajneesh movement um, that was. Are you listening to music? No, or are you I'm just not. Dancing? I I, I can never tell with you. No, I I feel like the music would be you would hear it if I was unmuted. I guess, yeah. And I dance to no music a lot. You do, you do. Anyways, um, uh, so I looked this up. It, they did commit the first, uh, they're called, they did commit the first bioterror attack, um, to be recorded in the U.S. Uh, they poisoned a bunch of salad bars at delis. <laughs> um, and then, like, a thousand people got salmonella and it influenced an election. So, Yeah. They're scary. I'm looking um, at bioterrorism de- definition. <laughs> oh. I looked at the bioterrorism definition. Wow. And I think my mom's like elementary school friends' parents were part of it, which mm. is not a surprise. Just be, if you knew where my mom went to elementary school. Well, Hint, now you it's can. LA. Look, <laughs> well, you can look up every. Um, every. Well, now they can look up everyone in that cult, uh, narrow it down to who grew up, grew up in L.A., whose um, <laughs> who's children grew up in L.A., and narrow it down to who went to the same school as someone named Abel or Zucker. Yeah, or they could just look up <laughs> one of my last names and figure it out. Yeah. She has a website. She's a pretty prominent author. <gasps> God, Susanna. She's a public figure. She almost has a Wikipedia page, okay? It's not private information that she grew up in LA. Fine. Jesus. No one you know, you're to this really threatening anyway. your mother's life today. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, okay, uh, another one I looked up. I looked up Sir Patrick Stewart just in case he had any scandals. Hint, he doesn't. He's obnoxiously awesome. Uh, he has, like, the best politics of anyone ever. He's a socialist. Um, he... Good kind. He, um... 
he loves his foster dogs. He got married once. Oh, he got married twice, but he has only been divorced once. And his second marriage was officiated by Ian McKellen in Nevada. But Ian McKellen's wedding credentials were only uh, valid in L.A. So he got married again at a Mexican restaurant in L.A. Um, and then he, like, threatened to leave the United Kingdom and give up his knighthood just so he could oppose the Trump administration. He is the coolest. Oh, God. Um, what was I going to say? It says he's been wa- married three times, which isn't really oh. a problem with me. I kind of skimmed that thing. Oh, yeah. He's been um, nominated for... A Tony, a Golden Globe, an Emmy, a Screen Actors Guild Award, and a Saturn Award. A Saturn Award? Yeah, wow. those aren't very That's prominent. a planet. <laughs> Screen Actors Guild isn't a planet. <laughs> no. I think if we, if we find enough planets, we should name one Screen <laughs> Actors Guild. Uh, I guess Golden Globe is kind of a planet. Oh, sort of. Globe. Yeah, Globe. Um, I also, this is very funny. I looked up, um, kosher wine, uh, cause you know, at the end she says, is this wine kosher? <laughs> um, and there is such a thing as kosher wine. Um, it's the exact same as normal wine, except a rabbi watched it get made. So my rhyme. And blessed it. So my rhyme for our parody of, um, So my rhyme for my parody, uh, our parody of Love You for a Long Time, except with Judaism, was right. Wait, what was it? And then, did now it's time to party, brought some kosher wine. Oh my god, okay, I don't remember our yeah, we Love You for a Long Time parody. It was, I might just be forgetting and things. I put on my yarmulke, da 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 now it's time to party, brought some kosher wine, and then we can stop there. Yeah, okay, that, that's great, that's brilliant. It had good bones. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. Um, and, oh, okay, and my final big deep dive. Oh, I also want to note that my parents talked to me about kosher wine a little bit. Uh, they do drink it at Passover. Um... And apparently it's just really bad because, like, there aren't many wineries who have rabbis watch the wine get made. (laughs) And the ones that do, like, tend to have pretty crappy wine. So. (laughs) All right. So here's my epic deep dive, which I always save for last. And it is about none other than Les Miserables, of course. Um, So I thought I'd just give a vague summary of Les Mis. Um, It's a summary of the musical because I don't really know the book. Um... So it's going to be really vague, and you're going to have to deal with it. So, there's this guy named Jean Valjean, and he stole some bread, and now he's in prison, pulling boats around, and then he's released from prison, and then this guy, Javert, gives him a piece of yellow paper, and that paper means that he can't get a job anywhere, so he rips it up, and then he prays to God, and then he goes and stays a night at some old Christian guy's house and then he steals all his silver and then um he evades the police somehow and then he somehow gets very rich and buys a factory and now is the mayor of a town and one of the women working at the town uh, not the town, working at the factory 
Fontaine um, gets fired because she has a daughter. And then she gets really poor and has to be a prostitute. And then she gets arrested. And then... Um, but she's, like, also dying. And also, then Jean Valjean sees her and is like, Oh, you got fired. Oh, no. Here, some medicine. But then he almost gets arrested again. But then he saves Fontaine... He doesn't say Fontaine. He watches Fontaine die and also, like, falls in love with her or whatever and vows to find her daughter, Cosette. And then there's this trial for the guy that they think is him um, but isn't actually him. Then he confesses himself, but then that just sort of fizzles out. And then he goes and finds Cosette, uh, who's living at the with the innkeepers, a.k.a. the Thinadiers. Um And then you fast forward nine years and... Uh, they're like planning a revolution and this guy Marius is there and he falls in love with Cosette who's all grown up now and but this the innkeeper's daughter Eponine is in love with Marius and then there's like a whole battle and Eponine dies and then Javert is there and he gives them some false information and they all think it's real and then um this little boy who's also this little boy named Gavroche, who was also the love of my life, um, tells them that it's not real. And then God, this is a really complicated musical. Um and then Jean Valjean like goes in there and dresses up as a soldier because he wants to save Marius's life because Cosette is in love with Marius. And then there's a whole other battle, and literally everyone dies except Jean Valjean, Marius, and I don't think, I think Javert was going to be executed, but then Jean Valjean let him go free, so then he killed himself, um, and then, so the battle's all over, and then Marius and Cosette get married after everyone dies, um, and then Jean Valjean dies. And then the musical ends. The end. Yeah. Sorry that was so long. It's I just okay. decided. Okay, that's not my deep dive. Sorry. What? All right, so. What? <laughs> <sighs> Don't worry. I'll go really fast. It's, there's not much more. Um, so it was, Les Mis was originally a novel by Victor Hugo at 1,462 pages and 655,478 words, it is one of the longest novels ever. Um, and it was based on or inspired by an occurrence Hugo witnessed involving a man who'd stolen a loaf of bread like the main character, Jean Valjean, and a mother and a daughter who inspired two other primary characters, Fantine and Cosette. Um, in this sketch, the songs performed slash parodied are Who Am I? Which is, you know, Who Am I? Um, and it's performed when Jean Valjean decides to turn himself in to prevent an innocent man mistaken for him, for him from going to jail. Um, that, uh, lobster number one thing they sang at the end was originally 24601, which is Jean Valjean's prison number. Um, and, um, the melody is, uh, easily recognized as the same melody as one of a of of a sorry of a more prominent Les Mis song 
um, one day more. Uh, the other song, another song um, performed is Castle on a Cloud, um, which is what Clausette sings, and she just sings it while she sweeps the floor of the inn. Um, and then the, the final one the is what? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, the final one is Do You Hear the People Sing? Uh, the lyrics are Do you hear the lobster scream? Scream the scream of, fall of scalding flames. But there are some inaccuracies here. They treat Do You Hear the People Sing like one day more. Um, one guy even waves a flag made of menus, which is a motif used only in Do You Hear the People Sing? And a very prominent motif. You might have seen, you know, they wave the big red flag. Um, and also at the end of the song they sing lobsters you don't order them in diners which appears to be a parody on the end of one day more one more time one more day one day more um which is again not do you hear the people sing which is the actual song being sang anyways those are my deep dives sorry they took so long Alrighty, and jelkas and vultures yeah. You want to go first? Mm. No, I just talked for a really long time. You talk. Oh, fine. Okay. Uh, I didn't write these down for the cold open, so you'll have to do those for the cold open. Uh, oh, just... yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I like John Mulaney waving to boats. I like gazebos. I just like gazebos in general. And I like the, um, I like the guy saying, oh, my, my condolences to all of you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's build a gazebo. Um, I like, uh, John Mulaney looking everyone, the eye, him in the eyes, Beck Ben in the eyes. It's Beck Ben, right? Uh, no, that was Alex Moffat. Oh, yeah, I like him looking Alex Moffat in the eyes and telling him he, he's never worked for anything in his life. I like, um... Andy Bryant saying he won't like she won't like go with that smoky eye. Um, I like um, I, I like Cecily Strong saying, "Oh, again when he says he'd cry, but last time, but the last time today." Um, I like uh, also Andy Bryant saying. Um, let's stand up with no books or jackets in front of us. And I like, um, John Mulaney saying, I learned something new about myself today. <laughs> um, I like, I like Keenan Thompson saying, you one crazy Puerto Rican lady. <laughs> um, I like, um, I like everything about Lobster Special everything and I like Chris Fred saying in a diner um <laughs> I like Jack White doing everything ever I think he's so great and oh I love Jack White if y'all didn't know um I like Weekend Update I love Weekend Update <laughs> um I I love Laura Ingram <laughs> just in general Kate McKinnon is Laura Ingram not Laura Ingram um, I like LeBar Ball selling his sandals. <laughs> I like him cooking an egg on the sandals. I like switcheroo location switcheroo. <laughs> and he, 
when John Mulaney said he'd do the accent, but not really. And he said, no, no amount of money will help me forget God's laws. <laughs> um, I like Heidi Gardner. Just in general, and I love her in the horn implant sketch. Or horn or oh implant yes, she was great sketch. in that. This was and like her like, first season too. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you think so? <laughs> you think?" <laughs> when he's like, "I think that's why your dad and um, your dad and brother don't like me," and and I like um, Luke Knoll listing all the reasons. He, um, he wasn't liked, like, that time when he, when that goat, when that mountain goat <laughs> tried to challenge him <laughs> at the petting zoo. <laughs> and by the way, they don't seem like the couple, type of couple to go to the petting zoo, but either way. Yeah, that made no sense. They seem like the type of couple to go to the human farm from Parks and Rec, Orin's human yes! farm. Yes! Oh my god, I propose a crossover. Please get Orin in here. Um, I mean, Jack White was right after after this, but, oh, I love Jack White, and I love him using St. Vincent's guitar, because that's so cool, in my opinion. Um, I love real intros, everything about it, because it's so significant to us. I love, um, the twins. <laughs> There's a prison named after our family. I'm too old, and my hair is too long. My secret, I used to be Asian. It's so funny, and I think it's so realistic, because I, I actually watched a couple episodes of Real Housewives for some reason. I think it was of New York, or something, or of, like, Calabasas, or something like that. Yeah, you referenced um, Real Housewives of New York once in a tense situation that got vaguely problematic vaguely fast. Yeah. We don't have to go into the details. I don't remember that, but you'll tell me after. <laughs> it was with... Personal information. In library. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we won't talk about that on the show. <laughs> but, um, anyway. I did watch that episode, and I could actually reference it pretty well, but I don't remember any of it now. I just remember one person was getting sober, and another person was really annoying, and one person was kind of nice. But either way, um, I love the um, the not open relationship that they have at the wedding toast. Um, I love John Mulaney's um, cut-ins and how he's talking about um, how Jack White played at his wedding, and it's so cool, <laughs> and I love, I love Jack White playing at their wedding, and I love his guitar solo, he actually did a little bit better than he did in his musical performances. Yeah, that was really cool. It was. Also, what was with that golden guitar? Yeah, he's a really, he's really cool when it comes to guitars, he's the coolest person ever. I just want to hang out with him. It's not like I, I mean, I idolize him, but I feel like I could just, I, I couldn't hang out with him because I'm me, but I would. I would. Anyway, that's me. You're yeah, okay, so Angelica. mine are much less uh, thorough and much smaller, and there are, like, hardly any for the last half of the show, but I just want to establish that I love everything Will loves. Um... <laughs> 
I love Jeff Jeff Sessions. I don't love like actual Jeff Sessions, but Kate McKinnon's Jeff Sessions was one of the funniest political impersonations since Sarah Palin. Um, and I just wish. I mean, obviously Jeff Sessions can't come back now, but it was so funny. Um, I like the monologue. I love all of John Mulaney's stand-up and all of his stand-up monologues. Um, I like the waving. I really want a gif of that. I've looked for, like, years. Um, I like Shornell. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, Charnell or whatever the purse says. Um, I love the whole premise of Drag Brunch. It's just so funny. I know. So I love Kate McKinnon's foreign exchange student. (laughs) Um, He didn't. We all sit around. It's like one thousand four hundred people in a in a loft in a giant we call Terfogelfle, and we sit around in the dark eating um, rotten fish, ro- fish that is rotten on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and there are no guns. We should it go was, to Sweden. It was just so funny. We should go to Sweden. We will go to um, Sweden. We'll record our next episode from Sweden. <laughs> Probably not. I love, but. I love, love, love all, all, all of Dinah Lobster. It might be like the best sketch of the last five years. Okay. I know that's a big s- statement, but it might be. I think it's the best of the Mulaney musicals. Okay. Sorry. Huh. No, I'm not. I, don't know. I might not be super up to date on the past on the last five years of sketches, but it's just so perfect. Um, and I like how they were all breaking. It's no Debbie Downer, but I mean, if I had a time traveling machine and I could go back in time um, and watch a time traveling machine like an NBC VIP pass, I could go back in time and watch any um, NBC and watch any SNL taping, um, which is, by the way, a fantasy I entertain regularly. Um, I would do Debbie Downer first, and then probably Dino Lobster. Or if you were just invisible and had a time machine. I'd yeah. love be invisible, I say. I'd think that'd be my superpower. I'd rather fly, for sure. Mm. Actually, I want a Mary Poppins umbrella and all of Mary Poppins' abilities, but that's a long story. <laughs> um, I like the costumes in Lobster Diner. It's just the perfect mix of Lamez and Lobster. Um, I like the minimal set in the music, um, in the musical performances. I think oftentimes musical people, musical guests just come in and, um, put up all the set and it's just really a beautiful stage on its own. Um, so I really like what he did with the lighting, but not with the, but just not anything with the stage. Um, and I love real intros of Reality Hills. Yes. Yeah. All right. Vultures. I only have one, I think, that I don't think they did Jack White justice Mm. on the first one. I just don't think it was that good. I mean, he was great, but, you know, the sound, the SNL stage, this is just my opinion, and you you don't agree with that, but I never thought it was that, like flattering to musical guests the i i just think the sound mixing's often bad yeah i'm not very good at telling that it might just be because it's live so they can't do all the tweaking yeah. afterwards like they can in yeah normal stuff uh-huh. um my dislikes are that there are too many cameos 
in the original thing. I think just during these past four years, they've run way too many uh, guest uh, celebrities to do impressions. Just do and like the cast members are hardly ever in the cold opens. It's yeah. so dumb. Um. And I don't. I just don't like that they sang the end of One Day More. Uh, after. Do you hear the people sing? Doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, next All is... Right. What's next? Next is what we wish had happened. But before we do that, I know this is really weird, but I just had an idea for a new segment. What? And I know it's weird to ask you on air because if you say no, then I can just put it in and make you look like a total um, asshole. But... Uh, no pressure. I'll cut it out if you say no. Okay. Um, crossovers. We can come up with a witty name for it later. We're like, um, we propose a crossover with, with another show. Okay. And we've done it in the past few episodes. Remember, uh, last episode we thought Andy Samberg yes. should be the mixologist. I mean, we don't have to do it every episode, yeah. uh-huh. but we could just do it sometimes if we had an idea for a crossover. Yeah, so we'll be like a subtopic of what we wish had happened. Yeah. Um, Like, not, like, depending on if we come up with one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. And we'll come up with a witty name for it later. We will. Great. Like we always do. Yeah. Except we didn't really come up with a witty name for what we wish had happened. We really didn't. And a lot of them are like, you had to be theirs. Like, yeah. we belong to the quotes. Like, mm-hmm. none, no one's ever going to get that. Yeah. Um, anyways. This is weird. Anyways. Um, uh, you want to do what we wish had happened? Uh, can you go first? I still need to think of mine. Okay, fine. Um, what we wish had happened. I wish that... Wait, what was the crossover idea we had? What was it this time? Um, that Orin was there in the yes. horn removal sketch. Yes, Orin was there in the horn removal sketch. I know you're gonna say that too, but once again, that's the kind of subtopic. Um, what I wish had happened. Um, I wish, um, Jack White was, um, uh, I wish Jack White was an extra in Wild Wild Country. I wish he was just in one of the red robes, just walking in the big crowds. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. Um, I wish, (laughs) um, I wish that he, I wish that they had, um, expanded the horn implant sketch to make him, um, to go outside the office and let them have a big argument, <laughs> Heidi Gardner and Luke and all, because I thought that would be very funny, because they could have brought up so many more things <laughs> that he had done with his body. Yeah, um, And I wish Real Intros was a real show, <laughs> and I wish they aired those ads. But anyway, those are mine. Yeah, um... Okay, this is sort of just like a crossover's idea, but I wish there was some crossover between real intros and um, Queen of Jordan. <laughs> yes! Yes. Um, you know, just with the wine throwing and all of that. Yeah. Um, 
Also, this isn't a what we wish had happened, but I just remembered it. Did you notice this? They were all holding different fruits. When? For, like, the in real intros of reality Oh, house. yes. What? Do they do that in, like, Real Housewives? Uh, they might. They might, like, do some kind of sacrilegious thing with the first, the first supper. Is that what it's called? Or not? Last Supper. Last Supper. Last Supper. Okay. <laughs> but, no, they definitely don't uh, do something with Last Supper. But I think they might. They might just hold... Yeah, I think they do. Cool. Cool. Yeah, um... Uh, what I wish had happened. Um... I don't know. I wish... I don't know if you saw this moment in Weekend Update... When Colin just... When it cut to Colin just and he didn't realize it would cut to him. I just wish it had gone on for like a minute. Of just him <laughs> writing on a script and yeah. not realizing that the camera was on him. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yes. That's it. Okay. Uh, you want to do We Belong to the Quotes first? Because I don't uh, have any either. Sure. I will try to remember some quotes. Yeah. Um... I'm just going to say all the monologue. It was great. Um, But especially him doing, like, Josiah. (laughs) So funny. Um, God, I never prepare for this stuff. Um, Can I just quickly recite the lyrics of Lobster Diner? Okay, you can recite a couple. All right. Um, do you hear the lobster scream, screaming the screaming of scalding, fl- of scalding flames? It is the screaming of a lobster, and this dummy's here to flame. When the churning in your bowels matches the burning of his shell, you're not, you'll, know, you'll know why lobsters in a diner never sell. Lobsters, you don't order them in diners. That's my quote. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, these don't have to be super big. Um. Um. Okay, me. Uh, do, you have, do you have something? Uh, I do. I have um, Kate McKenna's foreign exchange student. Um, her um, in Sweden, it's a hundred and fifty people in the cold with no um, light. I'm paraphrasing here, and we all worship one giant named <laughs> Babagudu. Babatuka. It's one hundred and forty people. I'm gonna look up Sweden population real quick. Oh, cool. Um, and I like, um, you mean Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like Jack White laid at my wedding. <laughs> 10.23 million. Oh, come on. That's such a letdown. I mean, yeah, seriously. Right? Way too many people in Sweden. I know. <laughs> Norway. Uh, what's the lowest population in the world? Probably like the Vatican. Related country. Vatican. Oh, yeah, you're right. Vatican City. Yeah. Uh, Vatican City population. Vatican City is kind of dumb. No offense to Catholics, but I went there once and it was kind of boring. Population. Wow. How big is it? It's it's like three blocks. Oh, come on. That's so dumb. 
Yeah. I keep doing this thing where my headphones get yanked out. Oh, I do that. I did that too. But I now just, I have wireless headphones. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't. I don't do my wireless headphones with my computer. I don't know why. It's really dumb huh. of me. But it is dumb of you. Wireless yeah. headphones are the best. I can spin around in my chair. I know. I use them on my phone. But screensaver check. I can't see your phone went to blank. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Next is What channel. will happen to the gang next year? Isn't oh, shoutouts. God, I didn't put shoutouts on my um, post-it. Whoa. God, God. I'm not good with my post-its God, today. Susanna. This might not be a turning point for me after yeah, all. I know. Okay, I would like to shout out um, Bojack Horseman. I started watching that, and it's really good. And so sad, one of my favorite characters OD'd. In one of the episodes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not telling you who, in case you ever watch it, which I know you won't. But it's with Will Arnetta. It's really funny. And it's with Alison Brie, too. And that's really funny. And Christian Shawl. Um, oh, her. Yeah. She played Hazel, what's her name, right? Yeah. But she's done some other stuff, too. Um, I'd like to shout out Hole. And Courtney Love, because I, I was all I'm, I've always been really into them. But I, I recently just been some interviews and they were very good. And I love Courtney. And um, I know you don't read the cut, and neither do I. But I was I saw an article from them that said, um, what's your jig? Um, Courtney Love um, is 90s style icon and I clicked on it. I didn't sign into your account first so your mom doesn't think you uh, read the cut because she doesn't want you to but <laughs> um, anyway those are my changing channels even though they're short I, I don't have that much going on in life Anyway. Yeah, okay. This is a random oh, change wait, one the more. channel. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Silicon Valley. I really like it. And mm -hmm. Veep. Because mm -hmm. I was also watching that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mentioned that I was on, we were on a three hour Zoom today and it was w with a lot of random people that like we don't really know just because that's what it was. Um. It was all like organized and everything. We weren't just on a random Zoom with random people for three hours. It was a school thing. But there was one guy named Ben White, but when they did the roll call, they pronounced it like Ben Wyatt, um, <gasps> oh like from Parks God. and Rec. Yes. So. Uh, oh, that'd be so that. disappointing if you were a Parks and Rec fan and your name was Ben White. Uh, I know. I mean, I would change like, mine to Wyatt. Me too. I mean, that's so disappointing. Um, and I want to shout out old SNL, as usual. Um... I'm watching it on Hulu now. Uh, I just watched an episode with Tom Brady, which isn't good. They should never have sports people host SNL. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So they announced who's hosting SNL next. Okay, hold on. Um, so I only got to yeah. see one of them because I had so much to do. And I know that Dan Levy's hosting one. <gasps> um, but I have to see who's hosting SNL next. Hold on. I'm going to oh find God. out on air. This is going to be great. Oh SNL. my God, this is going to be so good. Whoa! 
Whoa. What? John Krasinski, <gasps> Dan Levy, and Regina King. John Krasinski? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. He was supposed to host uh, last year. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, ch- I'm checking if he's promoting anything. Uh, I think he was last year. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. You know, I mean, he hasn't been in much, but he has been in some stuff. He directed and was in A Quiet Place, which was actually yeah. surprisingly surprisingly well-received. Um, so Dan Levy is hosting on February 6th with Phoebe Bridgers. <gasps> Christ, you didn't tell me! Oh my, yes, She's nominated for the Grammy. It makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Yes. 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 Shout out Phoebe Bridger. She's so cool. Oh. Yes. 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 That's going to be such a good episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait. Is it? Is it tomorrow? Hmm? Is it tomorrow? Um, no, it's it's not tomorrow. Not Jesus tomorrow. Christ, uh, you set me up like that. January thirtieth is John Krasinski. February sixth is Dan Levy, and Regi- and February thirteenth is Regina King. Oh, okay. Well, that's still really cool. Oh, yeah. So, so shout out to that. Shout out to that. Um, <sighs> what else are we shouting out? Um, hmm. I had the baseline from Seven Nation Army stuck in my head all. Day, so oh wow, I have you to thank for that. Um, yeah. I think that's just kind of what happens when you're stuck in a room with Will for three hours. Yeah. Um. <laughs> just to clarify, Seven Nation Army is not my. You would really put me out on bad foot with White Stripes fan if you said Seven Nation Army was my favorite song. I know, but it's the only song I've heard, oh. and you played it for me. So Touché. it's not your favorite song. Yes. I know. I'm well aware. Yes, we played it in our. We played a cover of it in our, air quotes band. It wasn't really a band. It, that's air quotes. Air Total quotes. air quotes. Real air quotes. With our friend Hazel. Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> we we like Hazel a lot. We She's do. She's really cool. But. I'm smiling. Um. What will happen to the gang next year? Well, William. Um, next year, is the gang, um, yes. <laughs> will, uh, restart our whole cycle. cycle thing, and we'll be doing Trailblazers from Portlandia. Yes, my all-time favorite Portlandia episode. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So so I'm really excited. Ugh, so excited. I don't really remember it, but I'm excited. It Ugh. has, uh, Tony's, or Candace. Tony's. Tony's. Uh, Primal Scream. Yes. Um, it's it's initially, it, in the show it's actually called a blood-curdling scream. But, but I call it a Primal yeah, Scream. Yeah, we call it Primal Scream because it's better. I mean, we'd never challenge Carrie or Fred on anything <laughs> aside from that. Yeah. Primal Scream is just better. Oh, that's got to be so good. So good. Oh, and I want to shout out... Oh my god, okay, there were so many things I forgot to tell you about. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to tell you about this stuff. What? Oh god, okay, don't don't stop recording. Okay. So much I need to talk to you about. Yeah. Oh my god, sorry. Oh, okay, I can't believe I forgot all about this. Okay, one, it's almost all about SNL. One, 
I found the one SNL sketch that men- that mentions my name. I was going to bring an audio clip, but I thought maybe not. It's a Prince show sketch. Do you know those sketches? With oh, Fred Armisen yes, doing Fred. Prince and Maya yeah. Rudolph doing uh-huh. Beyonce. Yeah. There was a... Um, it's indescribable, but Prince puts on his magical wonder glasses and sees presents open being opened around the, tr- around the tree. Um, and he says in a very high voice that Susanna got a totes umbrella and a DVD of the first edition of Seinfeld. <laughs> or the first season of Seinfeld. Um, but it's just, you have to hear him do it. It's so funny. Um, and... Okay, wait. Hold on. Okay, lots of other stuff. Quick I found question. the origin. So, um, when you watch old SNL when Tina uh-huh. Fey was doing it, yeah. um, you find a lot of old Thirty Rock stuff. Uh huh. Um, yes. and I found the origin, the origin of Flurm. <gasps> really? Yeah. What? Yeah. So it was a joke. Um, she did twice with Jimmy Fallon. Um. Where any, uh, apparently, like, basic, like, Dutch porn was mentioned twice. (laughs) And, um, they would just talk, and then they would just talk to each other in what was supposed to be, um, like, Dutch, but it was really just gibberish. And at the end, she would always be like, flurm. (laughs) And he would be like, flurm? And she would be like, flurm. And it happened twice. So, yeah. Um, the server in the original Debbie Downer sketch is named Billiam. <gasps> oh my God! Yeah, and in such I, a prominent sketch. Yeah. I mean, seriously. There's also a character in uh, Gaze in Space named Billiam. <gasps> um, Fred Armisen plays him. <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah, and. This might be the most important thing. I found a community reference in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What? When? So, it came from... So, I'm re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And remember when I did that deep dive way back when in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I looked at everything that was in the vending machine? There was one oh, thing yes. I forgot. There was one thing I forgot. And I was re-watching it and I saw it. There is a bag of Let's Potato Chips. Oh, my God. And for those who don't know, Let's Potato Chips are a recurring joke oh. on Community. This is amazing. And it had the logo and everything. Whoa. Wow. And I looked this up, and I'm, like, the only person who knows about this on the internet. Uh, it's just tiny so, things you get from being a super fan. Yeah. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I love when I figure stuff out that the internet hasn't yet. Yeah. I figured out a crossover between uh, two, um, between Downton Abbey and another uh, period drama before anyone else, and I feel very proud of it. Haha, everyone else. Haha, everyone else. Oh, okay, quick question. Do you think I look like that stock photo of Melanie Griffith when I smile really wide? I don't know if I saw that stock photo of Melanie Griffith. No, it's just when you Google her. Okay, let me see. Enter. I've Googled her before. Just the first one that comes up. Um. She looks like a cat. I guess, sort of. I just think it's because I squint my eyes so much. Maybe, yeah. I could go as her for Halloween. 
Don't know what <laughs> they would do. Don't know if she has anything. She was in a popular movie, Working Girl. Greta Gerwig once mentioned it in an interview and called her sexy. <laughs> and now I look I look too childlike. I couldn't do Melanie <laughs> Griffith. God. There goes my Halloween costume. <laughs> well, Halloween isn't for another like nine yeah. months, so I think you're good. And we're just gonna change all the Brooklyn Nine Nine uh stuff and uh, yes. eat racist paint bar cups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And I oh. think I'm just going to casually dress up as Courtney Love, even though we aren't going out. I'll just yeah. be on your couch, standing on your couch with the pale makeup. Ugh, <laughs> oh, great. Um, alright. <laughs> well, is that it? Okay, I get to do the sign-off this time. Uh, f- what? It, uh, it's mine. You did it last time. I'm cocaine. Fine. Cocaine. 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 Alright, um, well, I've been Susanna. I've been well. And Seth Myers, this is not a death threat. Bye. Bye. Sorry, I can't stop recording.